0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th. And it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose. And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui.
1: It's what you call the boredom.
0: Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. And this week we have episode number two of the three with Dale Crover from the Melvins back for his part two appearance on the show. I know you guys loved the Dale Crover appearance the first time. We got tons of emails about it uh, and we talked about all sorts of cool stuff. Um, I really love having Dale on. He's a great guest, uh, from a bunch of great bands. He was in Nirvana. Like we talked about, uh, the fecal matter, uh, demos that I finally heard on YouTube that were incredible. Um, you know, talked about how Kurt was sick when they were recording these. Um, but it was just how it was great music even back then. Like, I, I wish I heard it back then, but I had just heard it recently. Uh, and it was great. So we talked about a lot about that. And, uh, of course about the record five legged dog, uh, the new Melbourne's acoustic record that's coming out. And, well, it's out now, actually. It came out on the 15th. But uh, I'm stoked to bring you guys three episodes this week uh, with Buzz, Dale, and then one with Stephen. Uh, but definitely want you to check them all out. And, uh, yeah, man, I just really appreciate you guys coming back and giving us so much support. So uh, let's jump into some business, and we'll we'll jump in the episode. So com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me. Uh, also, join the Facebook group, uh, Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group. Uh, you can check out our Twitch, and we're on Twitch at twitch.tv slash peerpleasurepodcast. And then also, uh, peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the premium service. If you want access to the videos of the shows, uh, you want access to the past cast and access to the ad-free feed, that is the only way to get that, and it definitely helps support the show. So, uh, I'm stoked to bring you guys this episode with Dale We went all over the place, which we always do um, But like I said with Buzz, we'll also have Dale on as many times as he wants to come on Because there's so many stories to tell uh, And just an awesome dude, one of the best drummers I've ever seen So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into part 2 With Dale Krover from The Melvins <laughs> Dale?
2: hey how you doing Dewey?
0: i'm good how are you my friend
2: i'm doing all right
0: dude well, i'm glad to have you back on the show man this has been i've been stoked yeah. for this one i had a blast last time and and uh i just had buzz on again and uh steven's cool. coming on next week oh, Great. Um, we were supposed to yesterday but he, he had forgot about it so we're gonna reschedule it yeah. for next week which happens all the time surprisingly yeah. still
2: uh yeah that people forget yeah oh, yeah
0: <laughs> even with reminders it's hilarious it, it's when you when you're talking to people in music sometimes that's the way it is or creative people it's it's uh it's difficult sometimes
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well uh dude right off the bat though i i want to say uh i know i reached out to you randomly after we were had you on the last time uh, when i was at work working on this building with tony pakula did oh, you guys right. ever end up connecting
2: We did. Yeah. I talked through Facebook a little bit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cause that was crazy how he, he had met, he knew I had a show and I saw his guitar on his desktop in these construction sites. Now they have these, uh, these big metal boxes that hold all your tools, but for them, the carpenters, they have like computer screens in there with all their, their prints on online. Uh And he had this Les Paul in there. We started talking about it. And then he started telling me about where he came from. And I was like, "Man, that's crazy!" Like, I would have loved to be around at that time. And then, uh, it just came up somehow. Oh, he said he found those pictures of Kurt with like that oh, wow. th- that first show or one of those early shows, like a mic taped to the wall or something like that. Um, and his daughter right. posted them on Twitter, and they went viral. And they started off from all this money for him. <laughs> and <laughs> wow i don't know if you guys talked about this but like that's when i was like oh, i just had dale and, and buzz on the show and he's like are you serious and i was like yeah he's like could you connect me and i was like yeah i'll try so yeah that's where that <laughs> all came from but apparently like the experienced mute or his experience music pro the emp in seattle often mm-hmm. like 10 grand or something like that to have him wow. just there i guess he has the microphone too i don't know um But it was just crazy. He had no idea there was that kind of demand for that kind of thing. He's like, "I'm gonna hang on to these. Like, I don't. These are special. Like, I don't want to sell these to people." But uh, ten grand, man, (laughs) ten grand (laughs) for pictures. Just literally, just pictures. Right. It's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. But uh, so I'm. I'm stoked you guys got connected. uh, And right. Yeah he
2: he was in he was in a, a, a local cover band in Aberdeen called Black Ice.
0: Black I remember,
2: remember he had a, uh, uh, he had an Ibanez Iceman, which was cool because, you know, Paul Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. I had one I of asked those. Him if he still had it. <laughs> when I, when I, when we reconnected, I asked him if he still had it and he said, oh yeah. So
0: it's good. Excellent. His yeah. wife keeps buying him really nice guitars, like really nice Les Pauls. And I, wow. like, just like for a birthday or something, that's something I would never receive for a birthday. Is oh it, right.
2: Me neither because because my wife says you have too many guitars. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, you know uh uh you know if I if I do get a new one, I don't I don't tell her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure <laughs> Where did this come from? Oh, I've had it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> this old so, thing? I mean it's too I, I, you know, I don't I don't need any more guitars, so I've got way too many.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I got that. plenty
2: plenty of guitars.
0: How many do you think you have?
2: Uh, I don't know, 20 maybe. Good Lord, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even. I don't. I have so many I don't even know.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Do you yeah. have the same, like, do you have a ton of drum kits too? Or is that something you have like a couple of them? Uh, just guitars are easier to store.
2: Yeah, guitars are definitely easier to store. But I've got, let me think, I've got one, two, three, four five five and like a like five kits and then like a um a cocktail drum kits like six you know one's in england so you know okay (laughs) we're only two over there but but um just yeah here yeah i've got yeah four or five kits
0: okay how have you been holding up through this whole thing with with touring being shut down and just being kind of locked away have you been being creative have you been bummed out like what's... a little
2: bit well well you know i guess i guess yeah i would we uh, ended up doing uh, uh two and a half hours worth of music for this new record <laughs> <laughs> so um there's that you know yeah we've been doing stuff but i mean you know if it wasn't i mean if, if covid wasn't happening we'd be doing a lot more you know yeah. there'd be touring added in you know and that for us is usually about three months out of the year Okay. So. You know, it all worked out. But anyway, yeah, man, we did this, we did this, this big, uh, stupid record called Five Legged Dog. That's, um, it's, uh, all, all acoustic songs, all acoustic versions of, of our songs. And most of the ones that we've been playing live over the last, I don't know, like 10 years or so, mm-hmm. um, a lot of ones that still stay, have stayed in the set all this time. And then, um, and then, you know, we learned some new ones for it as well that we hadn't been playing, um like this song Prig, which I think is on the bootlicker, which is a weird kind of almost a buried track and, and funny. Um, cause my wife always brings that one up and when we were recording songs and I was telling her what we were doing, she's like, Oh, you guys should do that song. And I'm like, maybe it's almost kind of acoustic already, but then, you know, she played it. She told Buzz, you know, like, oh, I'll do this. And so I was like, Oh, okay, that's a good one. And so one that we'd never ever played live, you yeah. know, the only time we ever played it was when we recorded it. Um, and we still haven't played it live. So <laughs> well, there you go, <laughs> but, but we recorded it twice. So, um, you know, and then there's a, um, there's a bunch of covers too, which we always have a lot of covers in our set. Yeah. Um, um, we did, uh, uh, uh well, Steve, when you talk to Steve, you have to bring up the turtles Okay. because he, he, uh, he had been reading this book about one of the guys from the turtles and got really into him, And, and he's like, we should do this song. Okay. And so, we did this turtle song called outside chance, kind of poppy kind of Beatles. sounding, I guess, um, 60s pop sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, um, we did, uh, uh, a Red Cross song, easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we did, um, with Jeff Pincus on banjo, we did, uh, everybody's talking, you know, the song Harry Nielsen performs, uh, for the soundtrack of, uh, Midnight Cowboy. I didn't you know, know that. Hot.
0: I heard the song. I heard the version on the record that you're talking about the, that you guys did, but I did not know yeah. the original. Huh?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's Interesting. And then um, um, oh, we did uh, Sway by the Rolling Stones. We've been playing that in our set, you know? And, yeah. And so, yeah, pretty bummed out about Charlie Watts news, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I thought he was going to be the one to outlive them all, you know? Well,
0: it's crazy because like when when dusty hill went down with that hip stuff and like stepped away for a minute and then died like days later we buzz and i were talking about billy gibbons for a while on his episode and then we talked about the stones for a bit and just how important they were to you guys and then like a day or two later charlie but charlie was like i'm gonna hold off on this tour and then he's gone yeah yeah i think
1: i'm
2: I'm not exactly sure what, what the full story is um but yeah, I knew he had some kind of medical procedure and was recovering, and then mm-hmm. I don't know—I uh, don't, I don't exactly know.
0: What an amazing he, 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 life he, that guy had, man! I, yeah, the things he saw, the things he got to do—like just and so underrated as a drummer. But
2: just yeah, a, very, very modest about it all too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I I never got to see the Stones live. Uh,
2: well, I mean. I think that they're still probably planning on, you know, they, they had those shows booked and and uh, canceled because of COVID. So mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I mean, not just for the band themselves, but you know, I mean, everybody's got a lot of money invested into that already. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that they're going to go ahead and, and at least finish this stuff up, um, you know. And once I heard that they had Steve Jordan playing with them, I was like, oh, it's pretty good, and that makes sense, you know. And he played with. Keith Richards and expensive linos and all that. So yeah. he's a great drummer too. Um, so I was kind of like, that's okay, you know. He, he I, I would make an exception, you know, for him. But I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, and sorry to rub it in, but I finally <laughs> got to see those guys just a, a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, in 2018, we did a little, a, some shows around California, and didn't get a chance to meet him. I know his drum tech. Yeah, pretty well um mm-hmm. and uh you know just it didn't work out for whatever reason and um you know he's like we'll, we'll make it happen sometime." so you know, unfortunately that won't happen but Man. i'm glad i got to see him i got to look at his drum set which was really cool um, um my friend uh well two times once they they were rehearsing in los angeles and i went down to their rehearsal space and and got to like check out his kit and then at that gig that I saw up in Oakland um, and he's got it. His drums are cool. They're these old grutch drums. And I thought that they were like natural wood color, but like they, it was like a kit that he had rented from SIR mm-hmm. for, uh, that he ended up liking and buying from him. But the wrap is just all ripped off of it. <laughs> so it's not natural. It's, well, it's natural wood, but it used to have a wrap, and you can kind of tell cause it's like miscolored a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then He's all his hardware is pretty much ancient. You know, he's using an old Rogers hi hat stand from probably about early 70s. Mm-hmm. His drum throne's all ripped up, like an old drum throne, like one of those really <laughs> uncomfortable ones from, you know, like I had one when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I'm like telling my friend, like, he knows they make some pretty good new stuff, right? He's like, yeah, he just doesn't, you know, he likes this stuff. It was fine when he bought it and he's fine with it now. <laughs> so, That's incredible. Yeah. And then I like the fact that he's he uses a whole bunch of China symbols, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, which and like his main crash symbol is a China, which, you know, I, I, I always like China symbols, but but for whatever reason, um they they kind of got tagged as like a metal drummer mm-hmm. accessory, sort of, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause of course there's a lot of China, but China's in in metal. Sure. <laughs> but but you know, if if you are a drummer and know anything about the history of drumming, you'll know that that came from jazz drumming, and that's kind of where Charlie's coming from. So there you go. I thought that was cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, because he still played what underhand, like on the snare, like
2: like like traditional, yeah, yeah, like Max yeah.
0: Weinberg, like all those, like uh, uh, Buddy Rich and all those guys, like exactly, yeah. Man, yeah, that's something you don't see very often anymore.
2: No, not too much. A little bit. I mean, I can do it, you mm. know. Um, but I mean, I. You know, for loud rock drumming, it's not the, you know, um, I can't, I can't get as much power out of my left hand as I want to, but somebody like Stuart Copeland, mm-hmm. he plays traditional and I mean, you know, he can really smack the drum, you know. Did you, you
0: were using brushes on this record. Did you, did you do that technique on this record with the brushes? No. Or you went all, no. just, cause you can rub and everything like.
2: I mean the well the brushes I'm using are these things called flares. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a couple different ones. There's, there's this one called Blastics. They're all regal tip sticks, but they're basically like like plastic brushes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's a little bit different. I mean, and I I kind of play normal, but it just softens the sound, mm-hmm. gives it kind of a unique sound. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the way well the <sighs> we've done in stores in the past where we'll we'll do. And almost like the same setup for the way we recorded this record where Buzz would play acoustic guitar. Um, We'll play acoustic through an amp. And then I have a little, little like cocktail drum kit. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like, um, this thing Tama makes and it's a take on an old design from like when they used to have, uh, uh, from a cocktail lounge. That's why it's called cocktail kit. You know, Mm -hmm. band would set up just in a little corner and drummer had this like stand-up kit that had, uh, um, you know, a, a snare and and just a little tom and a little cymbal. Um, so this kit's kind of like that. You know, um, it's got this weird kick drum facing up with a beater that that goes upwards, and then a floor tom that sits over the top of it and a little snare and a little tom. So, Interesting. It all fits into a little bag. You know, I can. It's <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's what you recorded on for this this acoustic record.
2: A, li- a little bit. I mean, okay. we've done. I guess what I was getting at is that is that we had done. Uh, in stores and, and things like that with that setup. But I kind of used, well, what I did was I used my main kit that I would normally use and just played with the the, the plastic sticks, and the flyers. And then uh, I knew I wanted to do uh, double the drums on some songs, especially like the ones that we'd done with the big business guys, since those kind of had two drum parts. And for that, I used the cocktail drum kit You and know, got two different sounds. Okay. I use that kit a lot.
0: <laughs> that's interesting, dude. I've 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 heard the term, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Like I've heard the the cocktail drum kit term. Like yeah, absolutely. But
1: um
2: the time one, you can lower it and sit down and play it, or you can stand up and play it. Like when I, when I do my solo thing, uh-huh. I've got the kit right in front of me, and so I can like play that, and then and then also play guitar. You know, like switch back and forth. Oh, that's right. I just have that right in front of me, with with my guitar stuff below it as well, so mm-hmm. I can just you know. It's it's just always right there,
0: man. That's so
2: that's so cool. And
0: and going back too, to to Charlie real quick, like the, that, the old stuff he was using, like even his drum throne. Have you seen yeah. those drum thrones with the split down the middle? Oh yeah, yeah. like the the, the newer <laughs> ones, like they're they look like a bike seat, almost like a like a right triathlete's bike seat. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah, I haven't tried one of those, but.
0: dude people a quarter of his age playing drums like that like and and comfortable stuff like that where he he just that's so cool to hear that he would love like you know and also yeah. you said you saw him in 2018 that's the first time you saw the stones yeah
2: wow I, well yeah uh, you know it wasn't like i i, I tried before just yeah. that it never worked out for whatever reason i even had tickets to go see him at one point and then we got offered some uh, like a bunch of shows or something and you know you know, had, had to go to work. So sure. I'd always missed them or, um, uh, just a few years ago, they were playing around here and I was going to go see them and they, they had to cancel cause Vic was sick mm. or, you know, so I thought I was jinxed and would never be able to see them.
0: Yeah, so. dude, that's wild. I, I was <laughs> talking to, uh, who's I talking to just recently? Um, Jason White from, he plays for green day. Uh, he's the other guitar player that plays with them. Um, like oh, okay. touring. Uh and he said they were on a random night off in like toronto and that billy billy and and someone was looking for him they found him in the lobby of the hotel they're like hey do you want to go watch the stones practice he's like (laughs) uh yes so apparently they all like can uh, what's not congeal uh, they all like commence in toronto from wherever Uh they're all living to practice for tour yeah at this facility and so he just walks in And there's catering and everything and all the stuff set up. And he's like getting up, going to get some food. And I guess Mick Jagger just came out of nowhere. was like, Hey, you look hungry. Why don't you grab some food? And that was like (laughs) his interaction. And then they got to sit and just watch the stones practice. It was like a whole thing. How crazy is that? It's weird. Like I know, uh, I I guess when you're that size, you can kind of do whatever you want, but, um, yeah, it just seemed interesting. Like Toronto of all places.
2: I think they spend, I don't know. I mean, that seems like a jumping off point for them for whatever reason. So yeah. I LA too. I know where they practice in LA. Um, um, I didn't get to see them practice, but when I did go I went to that show, I did get to see them sound check. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. That's interesting, dude. I I yeah.
0: that that would be something that's that that stuff's insane when you get to go to something like that, like a sound check yeah. or something that's not you can't buy tickets to. Right. You know. Uh, you've had you've probably had a lot of access throughout your career I mean you one of the one of the and i not to to kiss your ass too much but one of <laughs> one of my favorite drummers of all time I think you're one of the best drummers Thanks. around I told well, Buzz the you. same thing with guitar like he you know who's playing when he yeah. starts playing you know same with you yeah. like it's something but you you've been in these you know incredible bands you've you you're a multi-instrumentalist the things you've gotten to to experience and see been pretty awesome. Like to have yeah, access yeah, to that yeah. stuff. I mean, right? You
2: know, I don't take any of it for granted at all.
0: You know. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell how excited you get about this stuff. Like it's awesome. You know, you're not jaded. You're not. Oh yeah, then we did this and this and this. Like it's like no, I got to like check this drum kit out. I got to do this. You know, and uh, I love that you well, don't take big, that for granted.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're big music fans, so I mean that stuff yeah that's a big deal to us for sure yeah do you what are getting to meet meet bands that you like then they end up being really cool you know yeah uh, you guys from cheap trick they're super cool oh man
0: that'd be excellent
1: did
2: you did
0: you so you guys i'm trying to remember what buzz said uh with billy gibbons like meeting billy gibbons did you guys get to meet did you get to meet Uh, zz top guys or just him
2: i've I've never met him before but buzz has and um it was quite a while ago i don't know that he's uh had uh much contact with him recently but Mm. for a while like he would come over billy came over to his house and they hung out a couple times you know yeah uh, remember one time he said uh he gets a call from him hey i'm I'm driving in my I, i bought this cadillac and uh, I was towing it behind the bus. And then I decided, like, what the hell am I towing it for? I'll just follow the bus and drive it. <laughs> Driving from his Cadillac. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: That's incredible. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Man, we had I, – I used to play for Portugal, the man. And and uh, Eric, who took over for me, is a friend of ours from Alaska. he's He's uh, paralyzed from the waist down. So he, he has cars made specifically so he can drive with his hands. They didn't have a bus at the time that accommodated – uh, wheelchair access. So he followed the entire tour in his own car, the first no, tour, full US, just having to get in the car every night and drive instead of sleeping on the bus. It's just wild. Yeah. But it, it's possible, but it's not fun. It cannot be fun.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be, well, it'd be hard if you had to uh, really long drives. Yeah. You know? But when we schedule tours, we make sure that, that you know, it's not booked to where we have some, you know 15 hour drive to our next gig. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember,
0: <laughs> oh, go ahead sorry we, <laughs> i, I think just we have I'm some because
2: because we are the ones that are doing the driving, you know, we mm-hmm. don't take a bus out when we go out. So um which is fine. I mean, you know, the the buses are, are nice, but I get a way better night's sleep if I'm not moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, staying stationary in a hotel room is much nicer.
0: Yeah you're not in a rocket ship ready to figure it, Get woken up by hitting a deer or something where right For too many of those exactly. stories. Yeah. Oh, when you, when yeah. you guys were touring, when I saw you guys last, I actually, that was the first time I had buzz on. It was in Portland, Oregon at the Hawthorne <laughs> theater. And you guys had that really nice black sprinter van. Um, and you guys, so you guys just tour with, with you guys, you have, you do you have a tech or do you, is it just cliff that's touring yeah, you yeah. guys
2: or? Oh, well, um, I'm trying to think, um, what we had on the last tour. Um, I mean, usually we got a sound guy who, uh, you know, that deb- double is like, you know, far as like being a, a tech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody kind of has multiple jobs. Like, um, our road manager will also guitar tech and, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody kind of knows how to do everything. Um, I think on the last tour I have, I mean, like, yeah, like pretty much all of our crew guys can, Deal with the drums if they have to, mm-hmm. you know. I like know how to know how to break them down and, and pack them away, and and um, I mean, I don't really have a guy sitting right next to me or whatever, but but I mean, we gotta we usually have a guy on stage, and if there's any trouble or whatever, I can I can always get him to help. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, like the worst thing for me would be like breaking a kick drum head, and um, uh, which happens, it happens every once in a while. Well, actually, um, I got this. Uh, my drum head company made this big, huge bass drum head patch. They made it specifically for if you break, break your bass drum in the middle of performance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I had it sitting in in, in uh, our guitar tech's uh, rack, the guitar rack. I'm like, keep this here. Someday we might need it. And um, yeah, I think I think it might have been one of the last tours. We're playing in San Diego. All of a sudden, I put the beater right through the kick drum head. I'm like, hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> give me that patch and i'd never used it before and we put it on and it worked amazing it lasted the whole show you know really yeah it would have and it would have lasted for multiple shows but i mean it made it kind of maybe a little dead sounding but i mean you you know at least i was able to get through the whole show without having to like okay stop i gotta like spend 15 minutes changing this bass drum head yeah Somebody tell a story, it, you know, which usually how I, is what has to happen. Um, but yeah, so and then I called the the uh, drum co- head company the next day and sent them a picture. I'm like, just hey, just so you know, this thing's awesome. You know, <laughs> totally That's saved rad. me. Yeah.
0: That's rad. Do they endorse you?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: So we get battle battle tested. That's rad.
2: That, exactly. they were happy to hear about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um. So and. I love, I love you guys are still in a van because it makes so much sense financially. Like the bus thing can only last so long unless you're the stones.
2: Yeah. I mean, we did that before and, and it was like, you know, yeah, we did it early on. Like once we were on Atlantic and he mm-hmm. had come out and we were touring with Primus and, um, our manager was kind of like, yeah, you guys kind of have to take a bus because of all these drives and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, we did it. It's just like, it really cost a lot of money. You know where to where it was like you know we weren't making we weren't making any money so mm-hmm. like, uh we can't do this you know i mean and, and you know we'd already we're, we'd already spent a, a bunch of years touring in vans we just got nicer vans yeah <laughs> <You laughs> ones it didn't break down every 10 feet
0: <laughs> you could really get something nice i know uh seeing who is it i saw it was it was uh so your your tour manager when i saw you was cliff from isis and yeah. uh oh, yeah who's incredible um But the first time I saw ISIS pull in to a show, I was working the venue and they had two vans. And Aaron Turner was just like, dude, yeah, no trailers. Put the gear in one van and the van in the other. It's so much safer. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
2: The trailer thing's kind of weird too. You know, we've, um, Red Cross has done that. And it's like, it's a little, it's a little weird. (laughs) Somebody left the trailer open and uh, we took off from the hotel. Oh, shit. uh, we're driving down the road highway and, and, you know, people are like, Hey, I think they want us to stop. Something's going on. And we we get back there and the trailer is up and we're like, Oh shit. You know, and we didn't, we couldn't tell if anything had fallen out or not. And then we're like, we better go back and look. And sure enough, like, uh, one of our, our guitar, the guitar player, singer of the band, Jeff, his bag got tossed out and like, mowed over and he got everything back he's i think he only lost a pair of pants (laughs) but you know good thing it wasn't like half stacks rolling off the back of that thing and some semi smashing into it that would have been that would have been bad
0: yeah good lord
2: that's steven's brother right yes okay And then trying to park the trailer is a pain too you gotta really know what you're doing (laughs) if you don't you're screwed
0: I joke because when we're coming from the West coast, uh, which you are as well, you have all the way to New York to practice for parking in New York because with that van and trailer, 15 passenger van and trailer in, in Manhattan, like at the, the knitting factory or something like not happening unless you are really honed in on that or you're hitting somebody or something it's, it's nuts, but yeah. yeah vans vans are the way to go i mean they're simple you're not stuck there all day you can you don't have to have a runner but back when i was touring before uber uh you don't have to call a cab you're not stuck you can go you can leave you can you can uh you have freedom so you see those old couples driving the privo uh buses down the road for their retirement but they have a nice little car on the end of it that they can unhook and escape instead of a trailer uh but i always uh i always appreciated that fact we were on bus tours like being able to just bail and go somewhere yeah
2: yeah right yeah yeah you're kind of stuck
0: yeah because you guys were playing with what what we were talking about what when you guys toured nine inch nails or do those shows nine inch nails or whatever like just that had to be a bus tour more than likely but i know bands share buses with the crew sometimes like they'll with the bigger bands crew they'll split a bus so it doesn't cost as much i think the early Lollapalooza stuff people were doing that but like yeah. What a crazy experience.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't think, I think we were in a van on that many manage, managed nails tour, Really, but it wasn't many shows. I think somebody had dropped off the tour. And so I think we were just like doing our last like four or five shows or something like that.
0: Okay. Do you guys, uh, I know I'm going all over the place here, but do you guys manage yourselves or do you guys have a manager still?
2: Yeah, pretty much. We used to have a manager for a while. And then, you know, we just it was kind of split, you know, yeah. um, and then we just never got anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we've got a, a you know, good booking agent that buzz will sit there and talk with them. Like I was saying, like when we book stuff, they'll go over the whole routing of everything and figure out, you know, what's going to work. You know, like, they, like I said, you know, 15 hour drives are not going to work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, it, you know, if there is something like that, we'll just put a day off. Mm-hmm. You know? We can do that. No problem. Um, Usually if we have a day off, rarely is it someplace where we get to sit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always like, okay, we got to, we got this day off because we got a big drive.
1: So yeah.
0: Texas but to Florida. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite drives, Texas to Florida. That's the most boring oh. drive.
2: <laughs> well, or or even just, you know, from here to Texas is pretty once you get out there in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of Texas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of,
0: Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me. And having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not gonna have any left. So I appreciate it. pleasure dot fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. You guys you guys have been doing a lot of awesome uh releases and and things where like one off stuff, not one-offs necessarily, but like small batch things yeah um, that are really cool like and buzz and i were talking about this too because it's very of course Macky's doing a lot of the artwork and stuff and the going through these different you know presses and printing uh machines and and things like yeah. that how involved with it with that aspect of things are you with with Melvin's?
2: me not as much as those, those guys okay you know? um Yeah. They're they're the artistic brains, you know, Mackie for sure. And, 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 Buzz, you know, and then also Hazelmeyer uh, from AMREP does, you know, we work and do a lot of stuff with him as well. It's kind of a similar thing. Um, um, he he'll do like, like, well, there's a new thing that just came out. Um, the, uh, senile animal record there was, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was, there was some kind of screw up in mastering and, um, uh, somehow, uh, (laughs) civilized worm got left off the record, you know, like (laughs) one of the best songs somehow, you know, I didn't, I know I didn't get a test pressing. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but you know, I didn't listen to it to approve it or anything, which is fine, but you know, and mistakes happen. But anyway, we took a handful of those and, and Hazelmeyer did like a, a special packaging design for the whole thing. And, uh, you know, what do they call those NFTs or whatever? Yeah, NFT. See, I still don't understand no. what that is. Like, the, it's non, like
0: non fungible token. I don't do the cryptocurrency. Do you do the cryptocurrency?
2: No, I don't really understand that either. I don't either. But I mean, it's. I guess it's just it's, it's you know it's it's kind of just like a, a rare item. You yeah, know,
0: basically. <laughs> it's weird. I I still yeah I still don't understand. I've never bought one. uh I know like HR from Bad Brains just did like a couple that he was, but he like they showed them on like Instagram what they are like the, the actual like animation or something i don't know so it's like yeah. are you buying like more than this or are you buying what we just watched like i don't know, <laughs> I, don't know if I was gonna email him on that because i was like did we just watch the nft because it's not uh <laughs> if, if people just screenshotted it or recorded their screen they have it but uh i guess it's just the ownership of it like the the real file like you can have the vinyl you can have the mp3 kind of the same idea okay uh um, right. like the tangible product. Um, I don't know. It, that stuff is so crazy. I, I don't, I've had friends make good money off cryptocurrency, like buying it. Yeah. When it's like a fraction of a cent and then it blows up like 50 bucks and then it's like, Oh, glad I bought 10 grand worth of that. Um, yeah.
2: Well, it seems a little like gambling, yeah. you know, or the stock markets where you can, you know, lose it all.
0: Yeah. Buy real estate.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's safer.
0: Buy real estate buy guitars buy you know like there's things that just continue to go up you know and and uh exactly yeah i just can't i can't get into that stuff but i guess it's going to be the wave of the future who knows maybe there's going to be a a whole bunch of melvin's nfts and and a melvin's cryptocurrency where fans can only buy you know melvin's stuff and tickets and pre-sales and
2: um you're talking now you're talking (laughs) see that's
0: something bands have been doing lately is have you seen that yeah they start their own coin and then, wow. so you're already locked in, like you can use it for like early access stuff. Um, you can use it for concert tickets, pre-sales, uh, early release stuff, merchandise. You get all sorts of discounts and stuff, but you're literally buying that band's currency. It's not good Correct. anywhere else, which seems so strange to me. Uh, but it's, it's working.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's yeah. people
2: are into it then then I'd be worried if the band broke up <laughs> yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> the biggest yeah. clearance sale ever like, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's maybe maybe Buzz is already working on something like this. So who knows yeah. i I doubt it.
2: <laughs> I mean investing in a band, you know, investing in a band where they break up you know? yeah like I just all this money and oh no you guys broke up <laughs> that would be the no we don't have any plans to do that ourselves, you know okay with, with this thing I mean you know, um you know we, we we always figure you know yeah i could end at any time you
1: know
2: yeah we just we'll just run until the wheels fall off
0: you know? <laughs> dude what almost what 30 records in almost <laughs>
2: it's, yeah that's I mean, crazy yeah. i mean yeah we're not too far off from from the band being 40
0: yeah dude it's Uh, it's the one thing i really love about melvin's specifically just from not from a fan well from a fan standpoint but just thinking about the amount of of songs and and content you guys have created for any fan of the band is one of the luckiest fans ever because there's so much material
2: yeah you know like there's bands
0: released like like if you're a huge tool fan you get a record every 13 years like I know. Melvin's you're getting what 10 records in that time? Like
2: well yeah. It's awesome. I mean, there's at least gotta be something new every year, you know. Yeah. Usually more, more than one thing. Um you know, and yeah, we're continuing to continue to work on stuff. So there's there's more stuff coming down the pipe. But I like I like bands that that you know, I like bands that do that too. Um mm-hmm. Ty Siegel is somebody that has a record out like every, you know, at yeah. least every year or sooner you know and has a new one out right now that i've been checking out um or you know I really like bob dylan and like there's always it seems every year there's like going to be a new bootleg series box set thing mm-hmm. and sure enough there's one coming actually third man records are putting up the vinyl version of it really we saw well, yeah man so that's pretty so now i can now i can say since melvin's have a a, a, a couple things on third man that uh we're we're label mates Bob
0: Dylan. <laughs> you totally can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I all should say. Melvin's label mates with Bob Dylan. And
2: yeah, label mates with Dylan, Led Zeppelin, uh Aretha Franklin, if you count the Atlantic stuff, you know.
0: <laughs> now you just need to talk Third Man Records into doing a company picnic so you can a hang company. with Bob Dylan. Yeah, just get together with right, all these yeah. people, mandatory company picnic in, in Toronto Baltimore. at the Stones' yeah. place.
2: <laughs> maybe maybe they'll have a Christmas party or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. See, there you go. You have to. You have to. Uh, you have to uh, participate. That'd be perfect. Right. Yeah. Have you ever met Bob Dylan?
2: No. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, it's... I might be afraid too. What's that? But I might be afraid too. Really? maybe I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've met some I mean, be... incredible people. Do you get nervous? Sure. Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I would be, you know, that one would be, I'd be pretty nervous about that one. I think, you
1: know. Okay. Yeah.
2: But then, you know, I was a, I was a big Neil Young fan, and then met him when I was dressed up like him. Yeah, didn't
0: you play him?
2: <laughs> yes. <you know. laughs> so, and that was all fine. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess I just, uh, you know, with when you meet people that you're really a fan of you don't want them to be mean, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's where they say, don't meet your heroes. Uh, right.
2: But then it's always nice when you do meet people that you really like, and they're super cool and, and nice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you know yeah, Brian I mean, Posehn, the comedian?
2: I know who he is. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I've him before just kind of briefly. We're, okay. We're, all, we're both in an off video together.
0: Dude, that's rad. I, I, fuck, I love that band. Um, he had that that joke about when he met. I forget what, who it was. It was one of the big metal guys, and he uh-huh. came up like asking for his autograph or something. And all the guy said was "grow some tits," <laughs> and that was his like meet your heroes moment. Like, oh great, like this guy's a complete douche. I forget uh-huh. who it was, but it's a hilarious bit. But it reminded me of that because uh-huh. you you don't want to be mean. You don't want to catch him on a bad day. You don't want to catch him in the middle of dinner or something and uh, right have right. your moment. With, yeah <laughs> you know they'll never remember it as long as they live and you'll remember it the rest of your life uh which is such a weird thing to think about you know and you're in that position too dale you do realize I, this right like there's
2: right. there's yeah, people out I there was... they're
0: like holy shit that's dale crover like what am i gonna do like you're freaking out like that's their moment isn't that crazy sure like yeah i guess so yeah. i mean you have you have to have had that happen to you before where people just go kind of like holy shit dale crover
2: yeah and I'm like, what's the big deal? Yeah, how should... do you feel about that? Dude? <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, you know. I mean, I, I just, I just try to be nice to people, and you know, that's all you can it, do. Make, so they have a good experience. Well, so not telling them to grow a pair of tits. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, you can use that one now. <laughs> if you ever meet Brian Posey, uh, whether he it. knows you or not, I just say, "Hey, man, grow some tits." <laughs> <laughs> just preemptive strike right yeah because you know he's a dale crover fan you know he's a Melbourne's fan he's kind of he's he's a metal guy like he loves it
2: yeah i don't know i mean we kind of i mean we're all hanging out together when we did the video shoot for yeah for off and, uh, i remember talking to him a little bit but i don't know i don't know well let me
0: let me ask you this dale i was going to ask you this back when we were talking about the stones but when you hear a band like the stones or whatever, I mean, you heard the stones early on. So before, probably before you were playing music, I would, I would imagine, or, or right when you were starting to,
2: I was, yeah, probably. I mean, I was, yeah.
0: So what drew, what drew you to a band like that being you're known for being a drummer, but you're a multi-instrumentalist. Was it the drumming that hooked you? Was it just the songs?
2: Uh, the song. Like, you know, yeah. Satisfaction it's like, okay, yeah. I gotta have that. Okay. And funny. Cause, um, Steve McDonald says the first Stones record he bought was Get Your Ya yeah Ya's Out, mm-hmm. which is the same one I bought. And it was I, I bought it, you know, I, I think I probably, yeah, wanted like satisfaction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but not knowing it was a live record. You know, and I probably bought it in like the local grocery store or whatever. But um, <laughs> his story is pretty good. He, he um and he was pretty young and he had he already knew the stones from his older brother, Jeff mm-hmm. and, uh, same deal where it was like his mom let him pick out a record at the grocery store and he picked out Gary. your Yeah-Yeah's out, which is a great record. But then when he brought it home, Jeff was like, Oh, you should have got something else. We already have all these songs and other records. And so, <laughs> you know, but I think that now I know, that I know definitely Jeff has changed his tune because not long ago he was saying that he was, uh, He's been he's been playing drums and he said that he was learning all the drums on that record and playing along to it. So I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Do you do you find yourself drawn to to drummers and drumming in, in general when you're listening to music and you hear a new band or hear like like you I mentioned mean, Ty Siegel, of course, but he's got like six bands. Uh yeah, so he's always I prolific.
2: Know. I mean, yeah, it can be the drums, but most of it's just the song in a hall that i'm drawn to you
0: know is that how you listen to songs too like as a whole like you or do you pick it apart in your brain like in my brain i i almost like looking at a at a uh, like a monitor in the studio where i'm pulling tracks out like i'm listening okay there's this there's this this like i kind of separate it yeah do you take it in all at once yeah i think
2: i do that's awesome
0: i wish i could do that
2: and then later i mean but there might be something that sticks out that's like a really cool part you know whatever it might You know, might not be drums, could be bass or, or the vocal or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. I, that's... But yeah, I
2: mean, certainly, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a song guy, you know? I mean, I appreciate drummers that are really, that are really uh, uh, technically good, you know? There's there's certainly like a lot of people that are better than me technically. Um, but uh, um, again, there's something that Charlie Watts would say. He's like, you know, I'm more of a band guy,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: Like bands, I like bands, you know. Yeah, I like, but I like bands. Got to be bands first, you know. Yeah, and the bands got to be good,
0: dude. Oh, so sad. i and so it, oh, it just makes you wonder, you know, what's next after the like? Everything keeps like going and coming, coming going. The virus is going and coming back. Like, yeah, everyone, we're losing people left and right. So much more now than I than I remember. Like, it just seems like it's happening. So yeah. often you can just wake well, I mean, up Charlie, and who's gone.
2: Charlie was 80. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's tragic, but then it's not like, you know, somebody who was like, you know, in their twenties, it died. some you know, some, you know, whatever way. Yeah. car Or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's tragic, but you know, it's like the guy, you know, it was all good in the end, I think, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. An incredible, incredible life. You know? Yeah. But uh, do you, this is random. Do you, do you, do you know Patty Schemmel? Yeah, I know her. Do you guys get together very often? You guys are in the same town, uh, right?
2: Um, we do. I mean, I saw her. I haven't seen her for a while. Um, you know, I mean, mostly I see, see her post on Facebook and things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw really her sure. a few down, but yeah. Because
0: okay. I know she's doing a lot of music now too. Like, again, she's got bands going and stuff.
2: But, right. Um, yeah. I saw her. Saw her play. Um, maybe it was more than a few years ago. Um, she was playing with a band, and, and it was kind of a sort of. All, I mean, not, I, I can't remember what the thing was, but it was like a. a, a, a Babes in Toyland were headlining. Mm-hmm. Lindy Truett's were playing. It was all kind of like you know, uh, bands with girls in it, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so kind of the theme of the show or whatever, but um, and mm-hmm. she yeah, I can't remember who she was playing with, but I saw her, saw her play drums, and I hadn't seen her for a while, so
0: okay. Yeah. I was just, she came to my mind again from, from that era we were talking about, like, uh, but I knew you guys were, you guys were already down in California at that point when things were popping off that way. But, uh, that's one thing I watched. Uh, I watched Colossus of destiny that, that documentary oh, that yeah. came out, uh, a friend of mine, let me borrow it. I think back when I was working with Tony <laughs> back when I connected you guys and I, I got off that job for some reason and forgot to bring it back to him. And, no. uh, uh, years have gone by now, and I had never watched it because I didn't have a Blu-ray player. So uh, I actually no went to Goodwill and bought a Blu-ray player so I could watch this because I wanted to watch it so bad, and you couldn't find it anywhere else. So <laughs> I, it was great. And Buzz, let me know that wasn't your guys's thing. Like it was someone else that did it. No, um, yeah. But I thought it was really well done, and it told the great a great story, and like it was just done really well. It was super entertaining. I found out all sorts of things I didn't know before. Um, right. but it was great. And it was totally worth that $14 I spent on a Blu-ray at Goodwill to nice. watch it. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, now I can watch other, I'm sure my kids have Blu-rays somewhere, but, uh, it was just a, a funny thing I was thinking about because it's, uh, just a, uh, incredible story you guys have. Like it's so, there's so much.
2: The yeah. history is crazy. Well, the original cut of it was really long, you know, and we like, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean we're good friends with the, the directors and we're just like it's just it's, i mean they're like well your story is i mean you know you have a long story I'm like yeah you could probably cut you know just cut some of this and then because otherwise people are really going to just you know they're going to want it to end <laughs> um and then i think maybe on the on the blu-ray they made like the deluxe director's cut with the extra stuff
0: yeah it was but, long it was good though like it was entertaining.
2: Yeah, right. We could probably make a part two pretty soon. <laughs> that'd be excellent. <laughs> stuff has happened since, but yeah, that'd
0: be an excellent thing. I would have loved to see like footage from recording this new record of, uh, of acoustic stuff. Like, oh, yeah, what went into that process? You know, we talked a little bit about it, but like the actually watching it go down, you know, um, I know a lot of bands have been doing like live streaming their recording sessions.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, as they're
0: cool. making new records, like so, you right. watch the creative process, like when they're jamming, like trying to work out songs. Yeah, that's cool. It's really cool, but it's kind of a private moment, you know,
2: but between it is. Know. I don't know that we'd do it just because you know we wouldn't want to give away our secrets. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we did the we did the the one thing. I don't know if you caught any of these episodes, but we did this Melvin's TV thing.
0: No, I I need to see that. Because Buzz mentioned it to me just mention it but like i need to check it out because
2: i mean i think eventually it'll all get released in some format Mm -hmm. but we did four episodes i think and then the last one actually had us um well the episodes would have an opening band Mm -hmm. usually it was related like like my band opened on one of them uh toshi did did like a, a kind of crazy uh synthesizer noise set um, and then for the last one we did, it was Melvin's acoustic opening for ourselves. And okay. so that you can kind of see from that, like what, you know, what it looks like and, and, and pretty close to the setup that we we're using to record the record. Awesome. But you can't watch it right now because it's not out there. Unless, huh. I mean, maybe somebody's put some clips on YouTube. That's what but, I'm uh, figuring.
0: I've been to YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. I actually, this morning, because I realized I had never done this, Dale. I had never looked up the fecal matter stuff that's uh-huh. on YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's really good. Yeah. Like it's really good. Like there's so much like just going through that, 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 uh, release. Like there's so many different emotions and like the voices change. Like it was Kurt sick. He was, he sounds like yeah. you hear him coughing. Yeah. I was like, this is raw. Right.
2: I mean, it's like, yeah. He would have said, hey,
0: That's
2: I never dogs. listened to that in all these years. Yeah. Sorry, one second. Oh, no problem. Shh, be quiet. Doing an interview.
0: <laughs> dogs, dogs never quiet, understand.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's funny that you never heard that stuff. It's um, I know it's been on YouTube for a while um th- there's never been any kind of official release of it except for i think maybe one or two might be on their box set from that
1: mm-hmm.
2: so i'd love it if they if they would uh, uh, officially release it yeah because <laughs> so, um, it was just yeah, you I and could, kurt right could i could even contribute things i haven't got things from that time period that would work perfectly along with a nice little release <laughs> Wait, for that oh sure what yeah. kind of stuff I- are you talking I just, I just have artifacts from that time period. I never throw anything away.
0: Wow. (laughs) Like I know a lot of people collect like paper stuff, like flyers and things like that. But like, what, what stuff do you hang on? You hang on to everything?
2: A little bit of artwork.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty bad at throwing stuff away. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I just, I I I was so stoked just how good, I mean, it was really early, early on, like, a long time ago but it was really good like it was like the yeah. the the playing the it was just so raw like yeah brutal I mean, I in parts like straight up like, yeah. metal in some parts
2: <laughs> right I don't even think he had a guitar amp you know I think that we and I don't know how I can't remember how the heck we would have done it you know I must have had headphones or something but um from what I remember he was plugging straight into the tape deck and you can kind of tell it's like sounds like direct guitar mm-hmm and I must've done the, I played bass on it. So I must've done the bass that way too. And, um, yeah, he, he had a cold. you could totally tell the vocals would have sounded a lot better, you know, had he not, uh, but you know, it was just us. We went to his aunt was this, um, woman. She was a a very much Christian musician and, um, she had a four track reel to reel and he had, uh, previously, maybe a year or so earlier gone up and recorded a bunch of songs, um, where he's doing everything, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, I remember him playing me the songs like early on in our friendship and thinking, wow, these are really cool. You know? And then i I'm, there must be like someplace there's gotta be a tape of all those songs that are unreleased, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even remember, but I do remember that it was like him playing drums on like cardboard boxes and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah.
2: um, but yeah, but, but that was, uh, we went to his aunt's house. Um, I brought my drums. I think Matt Lucan, our old bass player took us up there and dropped us off for a few days and we just sat there and recorded every song that he had. And, and then that was it. And there's one part one of the songs where, um, he accidentally recorded over a, a chunk of the song, like about eight seconds or so. And he's like, shit, fuck, what am I going to do? God damn it. Oh, I know. I'll just play a guitar solo in that part. And he just like played this wild, like Paul Larry sounding guitar solo. And it was like perfect. <laughs> like that's how you fix a mistake.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. I yeah, dude, that stuff is awesome. Like I'm I'm just oh, so okay. embarrassed that I just now heard it this morning because it has yeah, been I mean, out for a long time, but I've never just was, gone back that far.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was really what um, you know, like that tape is what what Chris Novoselic heard and then mm-hmm. made them start a band, start the band, the band, you know, Yeah. And Kurt was already kind of on his way wanting to do something like that, it was just finding people.
0: Yeah. You know? um,
2: but he had to get an amp first. Like I said, he didn't have an amp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what he got when he got one?
0: I Some pawn shop gem?
2: Probably. I can't remember. I mean, and they probably won't, you know, he probably went through a lot of stuff. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but he had that guitar for a long time, the the, the uh, most ranked copy, Univox, mm-hmm. Univox High Flyer.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dude. Yeah. That's crazy. I met Chris uh, at a bar in Astoria, Oregon. His band Giants of oh, the yeah. Trees was playing.
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: And I'm six foot five. Uh, but I was standing there watching the opening band and my buddy like elbows me and he's kind of like, Look, look, look next to you there and i turn and i go oh hello <laughs> you still had to look up yeah. i still had to look up and he and this is this is uh i took a picture with him and he was super gracious about it but he was so like kind of bummed out just in general really? but he does this thing where he does this with his hand and kind of in pictures yeah and and smiles but my buddy took the picture with that like iphone uh where you can hold it down and it shows like the three seconds before oh, yeah, yeah. and you right. see chris just like and then right back to being sad again and i felt so bad afterwards i was like wow he really did not want to do that uh but it was like there's like 50 people in this bar and it's sure the band's great but it's just so strange to to see and i never got to see nirvana i was grew up in alaska so i never got to see nirvana live um but yeah anyways but that, that was just a, a tangent but um did you see the, the the kid from the album cover is suing
2: yeah yeah right and that and then he's recreated that album cover about five other times uh-huh.
0: and like bragged about it and all this stuff yeah, and, then, and,
2: then, and then i think i read someplace where he even has like never tattooed across his chest so I, and then he Oh, uh, um, he's uh, suing Chad Channing, too, who has nothing to do with that record at all.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, he's not suing you, right? He's not going all the way back.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. Why am I not named him in the, in the, in yeah. the lawsuit? <laughs> what about Dale? Dude. <laughs> uh... Yeah, good thing I'm not. Um, but yeah, I mean... The Gaffin must have had some kind of release, you know. They I don't think too. Yeah. I mean, just with um, our experience with Atlantic, you know, I mean, they were so worried about the artwork and making sure they didn't want to get sued for yeah. anything. You know, mm-hmm. Always really careful about that stuff. And I can't imagine that they would, you know, be any different with uh with Geffen, you know? Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, it's like the 30-year anniversary of that record just right around the corner. Is this just some kind of, like, you know, extra press for it or something? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> is this all made up? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're buying a baby shoes, Yeah, you know?
0: It would make sense. I thought it was a joke and then started realizing <laughs> yeah. it's real. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Now everyone's talking about it, but... Uh... Yeah dude well, well what's next for what's next for the Melo? This records coming out we're, we're going to hold this interview until october i think early october yeah. uh, monica yeah. wanted to who i will shout her out again you do have the best publicist in the game monica at speakeasy yeah. wonderful human being wonderful yeah. human being. yeah if you can get a publicist yeah. to email you at 9 30 on a monday night just to respond That's- to an email you got a good one and she's she's, she's really the prepared. best
1: yeah,
0: yeah. um but yeah, so we'll hold this till October, but, but, um, what's next after, I mean, the record's going to come out. Are you guys going to do touring? We wait till 2022 for touring. Like what's, what's yeah, next? Yeah.
2: 2022. Um, there's some stuff we got. We're planning. Okay. Planning. Um, there may, might be a gig earlier than that, but it, it hasn't been announced yet. So I don't want to say anything in sure. case, you know, I'm spoiling somebody else's, uh, plans or doesn't happen or whatever. Um, but yeah, working on um, healthy plan live next year. Excellent. Getting to it, it'll be really nice to get back to it. You know, um, taking a two a two year break is uh, you know wasn't wasn't uh, what we had in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. But have you enjoyed <laughs> yourself at least? Like, have you found positivity in it? Like being I at mean, home and doing you
1: know
2: regular yeah, things like for a little while. I don't mind being at home. I like that. Good. Yeah. You know? no. Uh, besides the, the the making money part you know sure <laughs> do, you <laughs> do you have kids body. yes i do okay yeah so it was nice to hang out and yeah be with them the whole time and all that so that's excellent
0: well dale dude i really appreciate it man i really appreciate the uh, time and and coming back on the show and, and i know you were one of my favorite uh guests and one of my fan favorite guests uh people oh, email great. all the time like you had dale on like awesome like they would go back and listen to it like people that have discovered the show recently uh, right on they they, you got a lot of fans out there man and and your contribution to music is huge and uh i just i'm i'm very appreciative um for what you've done musically it's really affected my life but also um being so gracious to come on the show twice and uh and chat man
2: well thanks for your interest in our band we we appreciate it absolutely absolutely uh, to talk to the great steve mcdonald next
0: yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna run him up the flagpole and see what he's got
2: (laughs) it's his first time so he's he's a very cool guy
0: he's i've been a fan of his for a long time too and and uh, yeah i'm stoked to do it i think we're gonna release all all three of these on the same day so it'll be like a melvin's uh blast for the podcast so i think it'll be i think it'll be
2: great well we'll spread the good word when you have it come out awesome thanks dale well, thank you. Dude. Have a
0: good rest of your, uh, of your year and I'll see you in 2022. Sounds good. All right. See ya. All right.
2: Here, Bye.
0: Back. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Dale, Dale Crover from the Melvins part two. Uh, hopefully you guys got some good stories out of that. I had a blast. I learned a lot and I just always feel so good after talking to Dale. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have him on again, but, uh, I just, I don't want to keep rambling because I know these episodes are coming out on the same day and I want you guys to have a chance to hear all of them without listening to too much of me rambling on so uh, thank you guys so much for coming back week after week Uh, it's just amazing to see these numbers grow on the show and really uh, watching just the growth of the community at large I mean it's it's something that I never thought would grow into what it has and it's really really inspiring and humbling as well uh, to see this when I log in and see where the numbers are at see where the listenership's at you know, um, in live time, it's, this is all happening at once. And it's, it's really, really cool. So thank you guys so much for coming back week after week. I love each and every one of you guys. Go check out the new Melvins record, uh, Five Legged Dog. It's, it's really incredible how they stripped it down to this acoustic uh, version of everything. And the covers are great. Um, it's just a good band. They've been a good band for a long, long time uh, and been some really influential in a lot of other bands' lives. So uh, I don't think the Melvins get what they deserve uh, or the love that they deserve, but I absolutely love this band uh, and I'm glad to bring the whole band to you this week. So hopefully you're doing something cool, mowing your lawn, commuting, doing dishes, whatever, trying to escape whatever daily life is throwing at you. And I hope you can do it with us here. So thank you so much again, guys. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.